Well, that was a nice little hiatus. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> playing in the stock market and going on vacation and stuff, there's been a lot of things going on. Yeah, so much happened in the last, what, two weeks? At four least, weeks? Probably, I don't, probably four weeks. <laughs> probably four weeks. I don't even know where to start. <clears throat> yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, all the craziness with uh, the, the Wall Street bets and that, that's been keeping us pretty busy. Yeah, it, it has made me so anxious. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I would rather the stock market just went up a little bit every week instead of, hey, we're going to go up $500 today and then drop, yeah. you know, $198 the next day. Yeah, at one point I was up uh, almost 3x, and now I'm down probably to like 30% of my original investment yeah. <laughs> on just one stock. I have had some wild swings. It's too much. I, I was getting my kids ready for school one day. And I'm not going to say how much I was up, but I, at that point I had made more money in one day than I've ever made in my entire life. I, two days before that I bought some AMC stock, thinking that, okay, this is going to come back because the economy is going to come back. I think people still like movie theaters. I think they still want to go see a movie in the movie theater. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to roll the dice on this one. I'm going to buy a couple shares. Well, I didn't know at that time that it was being manipulated through short selling. And that it was going to go from $4, which is what I bought it at, to like, I think it went over $20. It was in the point. 20s, for sure. It was insane. And that was within four days, I think. Yeah. Were you able to capitalize some? Kind of. So because of the market manipulations, I sold four days later half of it. And then I rolled that into GME. Oh, yeah. So I ro rolled that into GameStop, which is the one that everybody was talking about. And GameStop did go up after that, and AMC actually went down, so it was a good move at the time that I did it. But I didn't capitalize on GameStop as it was going up. I kind of wrote it a little bit of the way down. So I think I still made money on those moves, but not as much as I could have. Like that one day where it went up a lot, if I would yeah. have just sold and left it alone, yeah, I would have been way further ahead. Yeah, I think a lot of people would have had that. I think where... <clears throat> Wall Street bets kind of screwed themselves, at least in, in the way I perceive it, is, you know, the GameStop thing was happening. Then there was Black, it talks about BB, BlackBerry, mm -hmm. AMC, the theaters. <clears throat> and uh, had they only talked about one, which I get would not be like sound financial, you know, to not be diverse. Yeah. But I think what happened was people... You know, everyone was getting on board. I had people ask me about stocks and stuff that, you know, I didn't even, you know, right. they were opening accounts probably just to get involved in this. And had uh, GME been the only one in the conversation, I think more more people would have jumped on at 200 bucks, 250 mm -hmm. And I think it, it would have forced the short squeeze to happen. The short squeeze was going to happen. I think the market manipulation happened when the brokerage firms, <clears throat> which control buying and selling, shut down GameStop. Like Robinhood was a big one, and that's why they ended up going to Congress because they stopped all trading on GameStop, which caused that price to crash. That, and the other thing that happened was Wall Street Bets, which was where a lot of people were getting their information from, they shut down for a night. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, they, so they, <laughs> shut, they, they shut down just to remove bots. Yeah, that's what they, they were, said. They were, but if you look at it, it opened right back up. So I, yeah. I kind of believe it. Like if they were looking for people with no karma that were just posting radical shit in there yeah. and just posting the same things. 
I kind of believe it too, but at the same time, there's so much going on right now. So there's when Wall Street bets shut down, they started immediately Wall Street bets new. And now there's like differing opinions between Wall Street bets and Wall Street bets new. So I honestly don't know what to believe anymore. And there's so much, there's such an overload of information that people are pushing out onto the internet. It's hard to know exactly what to believe at this point. Well, and you got to figure, at least the way I view it, now that everyone is hip to what Wall Street bets is, you could have all these funds get involved with it and spread mis and disinformation that can manipulate stocks and markets the way that they want it. I think right now Wall Street Bets knew sometimes accuses Wall Street Bets of doing that. Yeah, see, I haven't. I've been on Wall Street Bets just a little bit. The only thing I really have been checking on there is to just see uh, deep fucking values, you oh know, little updates. Did you see he doubled up on his shares? He's a fucking legend. Did you see it? Yeah. So he 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 bought another. So I think it's funny, and he should have said it in that congressional thing that you know they were talking about. Does he? They they were trying to like gotcha moment him, mm-hmm. like the interviews. I found yeah. this cool. Uh, if anyone's listening to this who's not like up to date or wants to kind of hear just a, like a little bit of the interesting stuff, there's this guy. His name's Keith Gill. He uh, go it goes by the handle Roaring Kitty on YouTube, and he back in I think it was June of 2020 started posting videos about like how he does research on stocks and companies, and he started making his. Uh, started sharing his thesis with everybody for why he thought GameStop was being way undervalued and the likelihood of bankruptcy is not as profitable as the 140% of short sellers that believed it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, like, during that congressional hearing, they're just trying to, like, set him up for, like, a pump and dump or yeah. whatever, and he just bought 50,000 more shares than, yeah. like, the 40-some dollar range. Yeah. So how are you going to say that he doesn't like that stock and that he doesn't plan to hold it? Yeah, it's funny to me that they're trying to nail him on something like that, where it, you have these institutions that are doing something similar but the opposite, where they're trying to almost kill a company. You know, he's trying to make money off of a company being overshorted, and they're trying to, in a predatory way, put a company out of business. Right, and and there's I've heard some people claim that that's the capitalistic way, and that betting against I'm like no, why not just bet for their competitors? That's capitalism. I don't think attacking these companies is the the way that the market. I don't think shorts should be a thing. I think if you think a company's bad, you should bet on their on their uh, competitors. Yeah, or for that one of their competitors, and that in itself could drive their stock down. If you say, like, okay, there's GameStop, Best Buy, and, um, you know, Amazon or something. for Those are the be- biggest gaming platforms, yeah. let's say, just to buy things, or Microsoft Store. So you bet on Microsoft and Best Buy, and that ends up hurting GameStop because people are, you know, not buying it or whatever. Possibly. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I guess I don't know enough about it yeah. to have formed an opinion, but I think that there, there's definitely people – with a lot of capital, they have ways of manipulating the market that people like you and I don't have access to. Right. And I don't know if that should be allowed. I don't know if there should be some sort of controls on that. Well, that's why I think Wall Street Bets was cool because it was leveling the playing field when you yeah. have a large number of people working in a not. And that's the thing. It's not even like we're working together, right? Right. Because if I tell, if I put on there, hey, we all need to hold this, 
and you see that you made 500 bucks and you sell it, we're not actually in a team. No. We're not actually all agreeing no. before we do it. That's what a hedge fund's doing. Right. Like they've got teams of people working together and they're spending all their money in a perfectly executed way that it's hilarious that we were – or the people on Wall Street Bets actually caused a hedge fund to lose, you know, $5 billion. Yeah, so if, Put if them people, out of business. people don't understand what ends up happening is these companies that short a stock, they basically sell a stock – with the promise that they're going to buy it back later. And the objective is they want to buy it back at a cheaper price than what they had to sell it for. It's a little confusing. Right. So but if the price goes up in the meantime, they are forced to buy that stock back at a higher price. At the market value. Yes. So when they drove the price of GameStop up, those hedge funds supposedly were forced to buy those shares at a higher price. But I don't think they ever did buy those shares. And I think there's still something kind of fishy going on with that stock because I don't know how long you can keep shorted shares of a stock unless they're constantly rolling them over somehow. And then, Well, they can roll them into new contracts or they can pay interest on the old contracts, mm-hmm. is the way I understand it. I also heard people speculating on there that there's this, um, and this would be highly illegal, but... There's this process where the primes or the the brokers that they're using can basically say like, oh, they never got the order to short. Like, <laughs> like they can pretend like they never received the short order in the first place, meaning they don't. They're not the bank. They're not going to be calling for the. Right. The I had shares. heard there's something called naked shorting. Is that well, naked shorting is just when you put a like when you put in a put. Right. And you don't own any shares right. to back it. Right. So that's naked shorting. But this this is like sp- speculative and why the squeeze never happened because the um, basically whoever the hedge funds are placing their puts with or their, their shorts against GameStop can pretend like they never got those short orders. So it's like the stock was never shorted. That's weird. It's super that's sketchy. That's so fucking sketchy. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, we have a friend that, I mean, he just said it from the beginning. He's like, look, the big players are going to figure out a way out of this, and it may not be legal. If GameStop, I mean, there, this is a real possibility. People were talking about shorting GameStop, and they called it the gamma squeeze, which I don't know if that's a it's like a slang term or if the that's ga- an actual The gamma squeeze, term. I think, is like when the, the short squeeze happens. Yeah, when the short squeeze happens and the price goes that's like, like the technical term. way up. Yeah. So the price went from I think it was around maybe eight dollars a share back in 2019 when people started to buy this and figure this thing out. It, it ended was, up going up. It was up, like four dollars, okay. three seventy or four. Okay, so it was around four dollars. It ended up going up to over five hundred dollars. I don't think it ever made it to six. Four eighty three, I think, was the high. Okay, so around five hundred dollars it got <laughs> yeah. to. And people were talking about this stock going to, I don't know, thirty thousand dollars a share. I mean, it sounds. Ridiculous, and it is a little bit ridiculous. It's a little bit irrational, but the the point of it is, is there's only so many shares you can buy, and there were so many shares that these companies had to buy because they have to buy the shares at the date that their short comes due. That they would have to purchase these shares no matter what, and that would continually drive the price up. Exactly, and supply and demand at the at its finest because if everyone's holding out and won't sell them to them, then you're right. The price could, could go theoretically as high as you want. So I, I started doing research, and I thought, okay, so what happens when these 
you know, these people, maybe they don't have enough money to buy these shares. What what ends up happening? So I found out that if the hedge funds can't purchase the shares, because let's say it goes up to 5000 a share and they have 100,000 shares that they need to cover. I don't know what that ends up being. Right. But they don't have the money to cover that. Well, then the brokerage is on the hook to pay for those shares. Well, the brokerages are the ones that ended up shutting down trading on GameStop. Right. And so I'm wondering if they were worried that they were actually going to, like, run out of money. Like, people like Robinhood weren't going to have enough money to pay for all these shares. Yeah. And so that's why they shut down trading. Well, that Thursday that the trading got shut down and the stock shot to 480, there was there were people who had partial sell orders go through at, like, 2600 a share. Like, it was about to happen. Oh, shit. Like, the S&P was tanking. There was a bunch of crazy shit that was going on all at once. And then the magically the price just started going down, which to me points to something like there's these things called short ladder attacks where basically, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's this one with don't Jim you sell like one share at a time so it looks like there's a bunch of sell orders coming in? Yeah, they'll do this one thing where they'll throw a sell out there for like way under market to get it to trigger the, um, the breaker. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. You know when they halt trading? So they'll do that kind of thing, and then once it starts falling, a lot of the people who are not are like new to investing freak out and sell. So that'll drive it further down, or you know that they cut. They might have bought and covered some of their shit then when they got it to drop, and I don't know. It just feels sketchy the whole way around. It does feel sketchy. I actually purchased some shares of GameStop. My uh, I put in a limit order, which means it won't buy it for anything other than the price I wanted to buy it for or lower. The limit order was for $261 a share, and it ended up purchasing them at $283 a share. I don't know why yeah, that happened. Right. I need to figure that out. I uh, I actually, that Thursday when it was when it had done the dip, I actually timed the market as good as I've ever timed it in my mm-hmm. life. When it got halted three times, on that third time, it was down to like 120. I think it was like 123 when they halted. Well, when it resumed, I, so I put in an order while it was halted at a limit order of like at the money, mm-hmm. one penny over the money. Well, when trading resumed, it was 120. So my order filled all my shares at 120. Wow. That was pretty sweet. That's fucking awesome. But, yeah, the market is fun, but it's so stressful. Because, I mean, at some point, you're just, you're playing with money and you you start to think about what that money could actually buy you in real life. Yeah, that's you know, it why it feels you like can't a game, but it's it's not really a game. It's super stressful. That's why it's easier to just do it the Warren Buffett way. Research stocks on your own, figure out which stocks are undervalued based on the amount of assets that they have and then invest in those stocks and plan to hold it for a while. Yeah, hold it forever. But uh back to the shorts, the re- the another reason like why I'm I would be against that is I I think it's almost like gambling. It's like going to I mean, it's a little more informed, right? But it's like you're you're betting on horse racing, but you're betting on the horses to lose. It's yeah. like you can go to a racetrack and bet on like a hundred different weight outcomes of a race. You can bet like order. You can bet like you know color of the thing. It's like whatever, right? You can do all these different ways to bet. It's like why is the market not as simple as buying a stock and selling, selling a stock? A stock. But yeah. what it come down to is like you said, these guys with all the money. It wasn't fast enough. It wasn't a big enough return so that they could charge the fees they charge to the people whose money they hold. Right. So they figured out a way like that that fund that um was heavily shorted in GameStop. Like I think their market cap was like ten billion, but 
but they were leveraged at like a hundred. Yeah, why is that insane. a thing? Why why is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, I can understand trading an option is like if a stock goes up, you can make the same money you would make if you owned a certain number of shares without actually owning the shares. Right. That's stupid. It is kind of stupid. I mean, I can yeah. It. That's so where all the your risk is higher, but your comes. reward is higher. Right. Right. Well, no, like even the way I understand it, the risk isn't like, for example, I was told, and this might be, you know, the way I understood it, it's not exactly right. But if you wanted to do like a, a call on GameStop, like at the money for a hundred shares, like right now, a hundred shares would cost you what? 40 grand, 40 times a hundred, no, 4,000. Yeah. So instead of that, you could maybe spend like 600 bucks. And you'd have like a month to decide whether to sell it or not. And the nice thing is, is that if it goes, let's say it went it went down like to zero, mm-hmm. you can basically just not ever sell that contract. Just let it expire. So you're only out your initial investment. Like you'd lose like six hundred dollars sure. with the upside being like you bought four thousand dollars with the stock. Yeah. So that's why. Like and the why other- can it not just be as simple as like buy a like there's so many pieces of paper. I want to buy that piece of paper. Nobody's allowed to fucking use it when I when it's mine. And make it that simple. Sure. I think the other thing too is you can make money when the stock, you know, the price of a stock goes down too, instead of just making money when it goes up. And, and I think there's certain people that are like, I got to make money all the time. Right. And there's something wrong with that to me. Ugh. It's but it's so, so sh- we're so far into it. It's not like you're going to change it now. Sure. They may have to put some new restrictions on it, or they may have to, like, require people to hold and it'll buy It'll be restrictions stock. that fuck us. That's what I, it'll I be. I think so. I think so. They'll make you hold it for two days. So, like, if you and I want – like, I think I'm going to have a, a new rule in stocks. I'm just going to try to make 20% on any move. I'm not going to make a move with more than a certain amount of my account, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to spread it out. Yeah, that's a that's, good idea. I think, the new way I'm going to do it. Warren Buffett said if you just pick – like five or six good stocks for your entire life, you'll be a rich person. And I think a lot of people are picking lots of stocks. I know I'm guilty of it right now too. Yeah. And the stock market just took a big shit today. Well, every other time that I've spent, uh, every other time I've only had like one and two stocks, I've done okay or I've kind of been burned. Mm-hmm. Like when I tried buying the crash, you know, back in March, I just picked the wrong stock, Yeah. you know. Just how it goes. I think every time I've been burned, I made a rash decision, and I didn't hold it for very long. You know, I just had the stock for, all right, I'm going to make a quick buck. It's going to go up 10%. I'm going to sell it, and that never really works out very well. Right. I know a lot of new people are buying penny stocks. That's that's never a great idea, in my opinion. That's very risky. Yeah, but a penny stock is anything below $5. How many times has that made you boatloads of money? Just with AMC. Well, no, I take that back. And AMD. For solar, AMD. AMC, AMD. So, first of all, I didn't I didn't have first solar, but you're right. I thought you I mean, did. But those are like real companies. A lot of these penny stocks are companies you've never heard of. Oh, it's called Trixia Pharmaceuticals. Right. It's like, well, what the fuck is that? I mean, for all right. you know, it's like something somebody started in their basement, and then they have this like really nice write up, like furthering cancer research by advancements in microbiological right. technology. It's, it's just, just a gamble. Got a of, yeah, it's just got a lot of words in it. It's like. Well, then, and the thing is, like, so the reason I mentioned the $5 mark is something I was told is um, big banks can't invest in companies that are less than $5 a share. Oh, interesting. So that's why, uh, I don't know about a lot, but 
like your guys who trade on analytics analytics and things like mm-hmm. that won't mess with stocks less than five dollars. I see for, for that reason. Now, as we're talking about stocks, I feel like I need to check the stock market. <laughs> Is there anything that you saw or that you've seen in the last few days that you thought, man, that sounds like a cool idea for us? Something to invest in. Um, there's this one UAVs. Mm-hmm. It's called UAVs. It's um, they work with um, artificial intelligence and. Um, that's another. To, that's one of those buzzwords. In, that I was talking no, about. I, yeah, but it's it's written in relation to drones. Mm-hmm. So they've actually been uh, used in like the cannabis industry for like watching crops and regulating. Like if you say you're growing this much, like they're using it to check. Or they're using it to like check on their crops and stuff. There's been a lot of rumors that people have started about this company yeah. that um, relate to Amazon and they're delivering things. But the co- like the company's like it's created an issue basically for this company because the company's like, look, we've said we're not in a deal with Amazon. Whoever keeps spreading this, it creeps, it keeps creating like an inquiry. Yeah, doesn't so they Amazon have their in- own drones? No, not necessarily, or maybe they do, but they're, if I don't think it would be unlikely for them to do a deal mm-hmm. with Amazon. I just don't think there's even one in the talks yet, but somebody keeps saying that there is, and articles keep coming out, so they're, like, under investigation now <laughs> <laughs> to, like, falsifying, like, uh, you know, propaganda or whatever you want to call it. I inadvertently— and they're like, it's not us. <laughs> I inadvertently started a rumor, and I might push it on the internet, although that maybe this is illegal, I'm not sure, but I was going to start saying that um, CCIV, which is a company that I invested in on the tip of, from a friend, it's a company that merged with another company, and its sole purpose is it has a certain amount of capital, and it's a publicly traded company, and it merges with a private company so that that company doesn't have to do an IPO. Because an IPO, to be traded on the stock market, takes a long time. And this um, quickens that process. So this company ended up merging with an electric car company called Lucid Motors. And I'm going to start the rumor that Apple, who wants to start getting into uh, self-driving cars and cars in general, is going to buy that company. I think that's a good rumor to start. To see where that goes. I mean, it could happen. Apple could buy anything they want at any time. Same, they really same could. Same as Amazon. Same. I mean, Apple was going to work with Kia to make an electric car, and then they backed out of that deal. So they're probably searching for somebody to buy. I would think. Yeah, I think it'd be a smaller car company, right? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean, a startup. I think that with how big they are, that I don't know that they would buy a startup. Yeah, it seems like they would need more vehicles like you than could, that. Well, you could just, they probably have enough capital and enough clout to buy something bigger, like GM. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> they, I mean, they could probably buy like Ford or GM. But Google and um, Amazon, well, Amazon is in cahoots with Rivian, right? Yeah, they're a big investor in Rivian, so is Ford. They're yeah. each into Rivian for like 700 mil. Is Rivian a publicly traded company? No. I didn't think so. No, they're private. I see. So Google will probably need to, either they're going to have to make their own electric cars. See, I heard they were working with Ford years ago on just just self-driving. You you might be right. I want to say, but but I haven't heard any, like, news on it or researched it, so I don't know, like. Who's Apple working with, though? That's the big question. I don't know. Unless they're just going to make their own shit, which they might do. I mean, the thing is, they could just they could be gathering data right now just on your iPhone being in your car. Like, 
They could be gathering traffic pattern data right now. I mean, they are, right? I thought Apple was the company that didn't do that stuff, though. I don't know. Every time I get in my car, it tells me at work, it tells me how long it's going to take me to get home. I have Apple Maps. I mean, I don't care. No, that's a cool feature. I I missed that feature. I don't remember my phone ever doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of new things they've added to the iPhone app. I don't know. I'm not unhappy with it. Yeah. I don't, to be honest, though, with my phone, I use it for. You know, researching things, watching, you know, entertainment on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I play, like, dumbass little, like, puzzle games on it. That's yeah. what I do with my phone. I'm pretty much over social media as far as, like, Facebook and that goes. Twitter, I've been trying to get a PS5 still, so I follow <laughs> this fucking guy. I, dude, I was, on the, I was on the way to Florida, so we drove down to Florida for vacation. I was on the way, and it was, you know, that little four-hour window when my co-pilot drove for a while so mm-hmm. I, i'm laying in the back so i had we had all the seats folded down and i took the foam topper off my bed and folded it in half so we had like a little cot back there next to the luggage which is pretty sweet that's awesome it was comfortable as hell and uh so i'm laying back there and i get a text that says like oh gamestop's gonna have ps5s and i was like all right so i get on there and sure as shit it's like the add to cart buttons there on a bundle so i keep doing it but it kept like at first, it would say, like, none available, check back in a couple minutes. So yeah. I'd refresh, the button would come back. Well, then a couple times, the button was there, and I hit it, and it would go gray for a second, like it was thinking, and then it would come back. So I just kept hitting the button, hitting the button, and then nothing happened for, like, 20 minutes. And then I refreshed it, and it said they were all gone. That's what happened with I'm, Walmart. I'm like, how does games like, if GameStop knew that I was one of the diamond hand motherfuckers holding their share at, their shares at 150% loss... Like, they should sell it to me, not these fucking bots selling this shit for a gain on StockX. You know, what the fuck? They have no, uh, they don't even know who the fuck you are. That's bullshit. Yeah. You know who the fuck I am? I'm a shareholder. <laughs> My buddy said that GameStop is starting to sell gaming PCs now. He's like, yeah, you know, they're they're starting to do some stuff. Well, and so I guess, like, last February, they launched, like, a new type of store in Texas mm-hmm. that was going to go towards kind of like a mix between, like, the Internet Cafe and like gaming, like yeah. gaming competitions, and like it was, oh, it was going to be pretty be amazing. Yeah, but COVID fucked it up. <sighs> COVID you know what, fucked though? it all up because it's all going. You know, they're pushing this stay home, every, buy everything online. You know, all this shit, which is that's one of like one of GameStop's best assets is it has all these uh, locations and it has all this notoriety. Like people, people think that. Everything's going digital. Well, why are they still making consoles with disk drives? Mm-hmm. Because not for you or I necessarily. You and I will buy a game and we'll play it till we're sick of playing, and then we don't really think about it, right? Sure. It sits in the drawer, or we download it. But a lot of parents with kids in that, the kids trade games in so they can get new games. Yeah. Even if they only get half of what the new game's worth, now mom and dad are only throwing out 25 bucks. Which to me is, you know, that's not a bad deal because... If you don't like playing a game anymore, it's worthless to you. So right. you can get 20 bucks for it, even if that's kind of a yeah a low ball. Oh, and hey, the reason I was asking about Cyberpunk and nobody ever fucking responded is there sell- Cyberpunk's on sale right now at Best Buy for $30. Is it really? Yeah. No shit. So I didn't Why? know if I should get it, but I wanted to get a PS5 first. Why do you want a PS5? I wanted a I want, PS5, and now I want I want the Spider-Man. Yeah, that I looks sweet. Spider-Man. No, I, I understand. And my kid likes Spider-Man. 
you know, the reason I want to get a PS5, number one is because I wanted access to the PS5 exclusives. Right. And the other reason was I wanted that game called Fall Guys. You seen that game? I have it on computer. Is it fun? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to play that game. Now that's coming out for Xbox, so I'm pretty excited. Hmm. Xbox has a higher refresh rate, too. And the only game I play is Rocket League. So oh. if I can play Rocket League at 120 FPS, which and I'm going to have to buy it new, again. I have to get a new TV. So these won't run 120? I don't, mine won't. Here's mine. Yours is a oh. step above mine. Remember yeah, how you well, did that? I don't you know wait, how to ch- <laughs> You purposely waited for me to no. buy a TV, and then you got the one size bigger and the one model better. I was like, you son of a bitch. Dude, I just got a Costco. Well, now you ship. can get one bigger than this. <laughs> and, can and, you, though? Did they even make one bigger yeah. than that? That's what, 83? Eight, yeah. So what's... They probably make like a 95 or a 98. They probably do. I think when you go like way too big... Like the price increase is ridiculous. <laughs> it does. It's like, all right, yeah, you can get an eighty-three inch for three thousand dollars, or you can get a ninety inch for for ten thousand dollars. It's like, what the fuck? It's only you're really putting it's me only in a box seven here, more Sam, inches. So. What the hell? I know. No, but it's what I think is cool is when you get into the bigger TVs. I think something people don't necessarily think about, like even if you just say sixty, like fifty-five to sixty versus uh, sixty to sixty-five inch TV. Yeah, the percentage of screen you get is substantially more. It is a lot. Like seventy-five to eighty-three inch. I mean, it's probably like twenty, fifteen percent more screen at least. Yeah. I would think because it's that strip you get on the top of them. Like so, that being eighty-three, if you extend it out five more inches at the corner mm-hmm. on an angle, yeah. forty-five degree angle, and then picture how big that strip is, and yeah. then how many times would that strip fit into the TV? Yeah, I would say that's. Like a third bigger, and it doesn't look like... Right, but you're only going a couple inches more. Yeah. It's just because you're already so big. Yeah. I, I had somebody come to my condo and say, your TV's too big. And I <laughs> firmly but politely asked them to leave my condo. That's the only you, thing you, you can do. You need to go now. It's the only thing you can do. Because <laughs> my next TV's probably going to be bigger. I mean, let's be honest. Well, why would you get a smaller one? I am still hell-bent on getting one of those gaming chairs that has the TV that comes up over the top. But I can't find one. They're always so bulky looking. Dude, they're huge. But they're amazing. They're huge. Like it would probably take up like where that fridge is yeah. all the way to the wall. Yeah, I don't like that like, aspect and of sticks it. Out. I mean, it would t- it's like an office space. Looking at them, I don't understand why they can't make one where, you know, the thing that holds the screen over the, the chair can't fold back into the chair when you're not using it. Interesting. So I have been, I don't know why I have this urge. I want to build stuff maybe like three months out of the year. I I get the urge to build something. You know what I mean? Maybe Mm -hmm. it's like the season's starting to change. So I'm starting to think like, oh, what am I going to do? It's warming up. And that's just like what I, but I have this natural inclination. I always want to build something. Mm. So I. Do you ever take a stab at it? I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm really, (laughs) Dennis. Uh, one of our coworkers Feinstein. showed me. He yeah he showed me a uh, a website that you can go to where they show you how to like work with circuits and like actuators and stuff like that. So a lot of these people that do like ridiculous cosplay at these comic cons for their costumes, they do a lot of this robotics type stuff, and it's really cool. And I don't think even if you tried something and failed, I think you would learn like you would learn valuable information. I'm not sure that you can necessarily apply it to anything. Sure. But I don't think it would be a complete waste of time. And yeah. it, it, I don't know, it makes me want to do it. I want to get in my garage and. I mean, try if it didn't work, together. the only thing you're probably out is the money. 
Yeah, I mean, because it's going to keep you busy. It's going you're going to have a little sense of pride in what you're working on. I mean, think about all the things that people spend money to occupy sure. their time, right? Whether it's you don't go to bars, you don't you're right. you don't do any of that shit. Think about that over a few months of like a normal person that's your age. And what do you think you'd actually be out? Like, I I feel like when you buy that stuff, like just the raw materials, like actuators and like pieces of steel and you know some fabric or something. Let's say I'm trying to make a chair. Is it going to be like a few hundred bucks? Yeah. To find out that, okay, I really didn't want to do all this work or this was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. The one thing I've always wanted to do was uh, knife making. Like, have you ever watched YouTube videos on that? Dude, there's some sweet ones. And like, I mean, there's obviously guys who like forge Damascus. They do all this different stuff where they're like heating in like a little kiln and like actually making the billet. But what's the billet? The billet is basically like what you shape your knife out of. So that's what's going to eventually be the blade. Right, the blade and the handle. So, But what you can do is you can go online and buy billets. You can buy like a, you know, maybe like a 10-inch long by 3-inch wide billet where you could just cut a knife out of it okay. and sharpen it. And then you don't have to do any of the hardening, hardening processes, I don't think, which is like where basically you get it all to a certain temperature in the mm-hmm. forge and then you quench it. Yeah. And that's what hardens it. So what you would eventually, like, you would just cut a shape out and then sharpen it? Is that Yeah, and then make a handle for it. Okay. That'd be interesting. There's some really neat handles. Like, people use, like, they'll take, like, a bunch of cork or something, and they'll glue it all together, and it, it'll look funny. You'll see it, like, what the fuck? And then they'll they'll screw it into the knife, and then they'll put it on a grinder and, like, smooth it out. Mm-hmm. And they're actually, like, taking some of the knife material that, that makes up the handle um, or they'll do it with pieces of wood and some really interesting things. I'll have to send you some. Do you think this is this is my opinion? But personalization is becoming huge. My uh, kid's mom for Christmas bought them personalized tumblers, and all it was was a tumbler that you know you could buy at any store, and they they slapped a sticker on it. Yeah. So one had an Animal Crossing sticker, and then the other one had maybe Harry Potter or something like that. Yeah. I just see that everywhere. I feel like. There's a market for that stuff. If we could figure out a way to, you know, figure out our niche, like for you it might be knives. Personalized knives I don't for people. Know. I mean, people there's like a lot of people shit. that do it. If you could I make probably. a knife with, you know, my name on it or whatever, it'd be like, man, I can really see myself stabbing a guy with that thing. That's awesome. <laughs> you know what I think would be cool is if you could if you could replicate, like, knives from, like, a badass movie. Yeah. Like the, the, the Rambo knife. Yeah, that's the first one I thought Like, of. I mean, like, if you What could other just, knife is there? I don't know, Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but if you could make one of those, like that's real similar to the movie, you could just make like a little like uh, case and like a thing, like a little plaque or something. Yeah. I don't, you might get burned because it's from the movie, though. <laughs> maybe. Like the copyright. I think we're small enough, although maybe this podcast will blow up, I doubt it. But <laughs> yeah. I think we're small enough that, you know, we could we could probably get away with a lot of that stuff. I don't think whoever put the Harry Potter stickers on those tumblers. I don't think that they <laughs> right. had the license to do any of that stuff and capitalize well, off of it. Uh, one time, this was probably almost 10 years ago, I um, bought a bunch of uh, phone cases, like iPhone cases mm-hmm. from China, and I got um, this company made custom stickers, so I got them to make like Monster Energy stickers. Really? And I put them on the cases, and I was selling them on eBay. Well, I ended up getting, like, a letter that was like, hey, you're copyright infringing. You better stop. (laughs) So I ended up having the, like, six phone cases that I 
And if you think you we'll know, stop going I end up after lo- you, we won't. I, I end up losing money because they, you know, I'm like, eh, if they said I better stop, better stop. <laughs> They're never going to stop coming after you because they have all that monster energy that they drink. Oh, they have a oh. <laughs> That was my <laughs> I thought you just meant like they're a huge fucking company yeah, with they all are. the money. They're also a huge company. Have you heard that uh, theory that monster energy is somehow associated with the devil? No. Tell me about that. I'm going to get something to drink. You Do you want something else to drink? No, I'm going to keep drinking this coffee. All right. I just don't know if you need more. I'm trying to think of how it goes, but it, it has something to do with, like, there's claw marks on the can. And somehow those claw marks are representative of the beast. And then, like, the th- the three is, like, the mark of the beast, which doesn't make any sense We're to me because it's, like, it's like 666, right? But there's some sort of – I'd have to look at it. The book of Revelation, maybe there was three beasts. Yeah, maybe. Or was it a three-headed beast? Not sure. But either way, Monster Energy – I don't know what it tastes like, but it tastes fucking amazing. Now that you have a Costco membership, you have to get this. What is that? Oh, Kirkland Green Tea? Oh, dude, it's so good. I probably would. Has it got sugar in it, though? Nope. Oh, fucking A. It's diet. Zero zero sugars. Zero calories. Zero everything. A little bit of sodium. But it's it's crisp and refreshing. Shout is that out what to it says on there, or did you come up with that? That is, that is my interpretation oh. of how it tastes. <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> you know, shout out to Kirkland's uh, Diet Green Tea with Citrus Flavor. Who do you think comes up with these brand names? Like Kirkland, that's probably just a made-up word, right? Or do you think there was actually like a... I don't know. Bert Kirkland that like started the company and then sold it to Costco. Yeah, maybe Costco got... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Costco got so big, they're like, ah, we need a master label, yeah. so we just buy this one. It sounds wholesome. I'm so excited, but I don't know if I have the consumption capacity to, like, maintain a Costco membership. The only reason I got it was because I'm going to do three vacations this year, and you can book your vacations through Costco and save money. You could save it versus, like, Booking.com or Expedia? Supposedly, yeah. Plus, you get cash back with your rewards card and all that stuff. Oh, all right. And then I was going to try to get the Costco credit card, but I called them, and I was like, hey, did I get approved? And they're like, you don't have enough credit history to get a credit card. What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've had a mortgage, multiple mortgages. Yeah. That's bullshit. I, I think it has something to do with the fact that... Do you not even have a credit card right now? No. <laughs> I, I have a well, debit card. I don't. honestly don't even know what the difference is, really. But yeah, uh, The difference is one's a line of credit, one draws out of your checking account. Well, yeah, I think it's that's easier to draw it out of your checking account, I guess. Oh. I think the reason my uh, credit's messed up is when I moved from my old house... They, I, get, I, I had no idea until after I moved that there are two water meters. There's an inside water meter and there's an outside water meter. So they only check your outside water meter, and then you're supposed to have them come and check your inside water meter. Every, like, once a year or something? Yeah, I had no idea. Well, my outside water meter said I used less water than my inside water meter, and they always go by the inside one. It takes precedence over the outside one. So when I moved, they said, oh, you owe $2,000. And I'm like, I'm not paying that. <laughs> I, just, I just haven't paid it. Well, the thing is, is that now I thought, and maybe it just depends on how old your meter was, they're all digital now. Like at my dad's, I remember he had me stay over there once for, and this might have even been when I was living there after my divorce for a little, for a couple months. Yeah. But he got like a digital meter installed that's like, I think it just, they drive by. And pick it up. Like, you know those yeah, little vibration probes? Yeah. Those ones they added to the water pumps? Mm-hmm. 
uh, they just walk by that shit right. and, and updates. So I think they have something similar now. Cause what they must not have had when I was there. Yeah. Because they never did it. Well, yeah, if yours, well, yours, if they never came and updated it in a bunch of years, I think it's new within the last 10 years. And you figure yeah. you've been here, what, six? Seven I was, now? yeah, and I was there in 2007 is when I bought my first house. So that yeah. was probably new technology back then. Yeah, so what that, in your case, it was probably off by like 20 bucks a month for a couple of years. Yeah. You're like, hey, you owe $2,000. And I'm like, say that again? What'd you say? $2,000. Uh, do you want to pay that today? And I'm like, I don't ever want to pay that, and so far I haven't, but it is fucking my credit up, so I'm not exactly sure what to do, I guess. Well, that wouldn't be a credit history issue, then. I don't know what it is. I don't know anything about credit. My recommendation, though, if you were going to, if you You did want to make your... Put your your financial advisor cap on for me. (laughs) If you you want my uh, advice, and I'm not a financial advisor... No, go for it. I don't mind. No, but uh, I would get a Discover card with whatever limit they'll give you, and just... Use it every month. Oh, and, and just get pay credit. it off every month. I see. Or carry a balance of five dollars on it every month that you don't pay off, and you'll pay nineteen percent interest on five dollars. I see. Yeah. And but it's not even nineteen percent; it's nineteen percent yearly, so it's one twelfth of nineteen percent. And just do that every month. Use it for a few things. Use it just for your gas or something. Yeah. And that'll help build your credit history for one, and. And not that you, I get it. You're somebody who probably doesn't need to have credit, but no, I don't. I guess, but um, I don't know. I personally, I think of my credit card like I have a balance or a, I have a limit that I would never use normally. But my thought is, what if there was a bunch of shit going on? What if we were laid off or on strike, and I had to replace a furnace and a water heater or something? Mm-hmm. Well, rather than drain my savings yeah, it's like sure. i could put a band-aid on it and get all that shit done real quick while you're finding a job <laughs> right or whatever you're trying yeah. to do you yeah, know for sure it's just it's nice to have a, i have a couple lines of credit like that where you know tr- kind of get yourself out of a hole if you need sure to. i just wanted the cash back but evidently they're not going to allow me to do that they're like we don't think you're going to pay this off i'm wait. I'm, I'm hoping i didn't make a mistake by pulling my uh, 401k out of the stock market I know I don't think we talked about we just talked about yeah. that off air, but I was hoping with all the bullshit that's going on, I could put it in with the whole thing a little bit lower, or I could not lose that money. Sure. Well, I mean, it's hard to tell. Honestly, the stock market, in theory, is always perfectly valued because it's based on the amount of people that want to buy and the amount of people that want to sell. It's it's always changing though because of new information. Right. And I don't really know what's going to happen. There's this new monetary theory that they're trying to kind of push where it used to be you would collect taxes, and based on how much you collected in taxes, you could spend money. Well, now somebody has figured out that you can actually spend the money first and then make up for it later by collecting taxes. Are you talking about the interest on the Fed? Like that's why we take – that's why the IRS exists? I don't know. Well, so something I've heard is that the reason that we have to file our taxes every year mm-hmm. is because of the amount of money that the federal government owns the Fed. Like all of all the income tax that they get is to pay the interest on those loans. I'm not sure. I guess I don't I I don't think that it's that much interest, but I could be wrong. I'm not yeah. pretend like I honestly researched this extensively. 
don't but, know. Uh, it was in that movie Zeitgeist. Have you ever seen that? Uh-uh. So Zeitgeist is this interesting, it's a documentary or whatever. A lot of it, I think, has deep, been debunked, but... Oh, is it like... You just said it was a documentary, didn't it's you? It's a documentary, but it's like a conspiracy theory type thing. Just so you know, I was grabbing my coffee when you said that, and so it took all of my mental energy to grab my coffee cup, <laughs> and I couldn't register what you said. All right, let said. me start from the but top. So it. there's this documentary slash like uh, conspiracy theory thing show. It's older, but it's on. Uh, it's available on Amazon if you have yeah. Amazon Prime. And it's it's called Zeitgeist. Well, the first part of it I didn't care for. It talks about religion and that. And I think a lot of that's been debunked um, as, like, not factual, not true. Mm-hmm. Um, but the – I don't know if it's the second. There's three parts. The second or third parts, I don't know exactly what order. But one of them is about 9-11. And the other one is about the Fed and the Federal Reserve Bank. Just give me with one sentence. 9-11, was it an inside job? No. <laughs> so uh, in the in this film, what they talk about is all the reasons. Like they point out all the anomalies and the sketchy shit that seems to like not add up with nine eleven and like the Pentagon hit. Like when the Pentagon got hit, they talk about how all the surveillance footage was taken from everything in the area. Okay, like that. Like guys in suits came and took all the surveillance footage. Okay, then. All the pieces of whatever hit the Pentagon, they came in with sem- with dump- with dump trucks, semi trucks, and covered all the debris and dirt, so you couldn't see it. Okay, interesting. Like that seems skeptical. It like, seems makes sketchy, but skeptical. like at the same time, couldn't you imagine if you're investigating that- something, a crime scene? Why would you cover it in dirt? Oh, they covered it in dirt. They covered all the debris in dirt. Why? I don't know. If maybe they didn't want to see people to see what the building was made out of to prevent future attacks. I'm just spitballing. Sure. I'm just saying it seems weird. Just, just to point out that one thing. It's odd. Um, But then also like the, there was some footage in there of like what Iraq was like back in like 90, in the late nineties, let's say somewhere in there. And it didn't seem like that much of a shithole. Like Baghdad, they interview some younger people, some college going people. It didn't seem now, my buddy, bad, a, it didn't seem like a company, a country that needed fucking liberation. Sure, my buddy was in Iraq, and he said that the northern part of Iraq for was, vacation or no, he was there for war. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny way to say it, but there's not like a funny. I was there to you know shoot people. That's not really that funny. No, he was there for war, but anyway. yeah, he was there during the Iraq War, and he said <clears throat> in the northern part. It's very westernized. There's shopping malls. You know, it's it's just as modern as, as any place that you would find around here. It's the, like, the other parts, the southern, I want to say, part that is. It's, like, more rural. Yeah. You know? It's, like, it's years sure. behind us. Sure. My thing is, about war is, maybe I'm wrong, but if you just left fucking people alone, <laughs> eventually... I'm not saying they wouldn't still hate us, but eventually they would just stop fucking hating us. It's like, we don't fucking hate Japan anymore. Right. You know what I mean? No, they're one of our allies. Yeah, they they did all that Pearl Harbor stuff. I guess we got them back, so we're kind of even when we dropped two nuclear bombs on them. Right. But I don't think they hate us anymore. Right. Although I've heard that when you go to Japan, they don't really like foreigners of any kind. They're sort of a well, it's closed they, off type I people. would think it's an inconvenience any country. We were talking about it that one time. How annoying would it be if somebody 
knew like five words of English and right. they were, you were behind him at the pharmacy. It'd oh, be yeah. a pain in your ass. Oh, yeah. You'd be so annoyed by it. And you got to figure that's what we're imposing on people when we go to other countries, you know, unless yeah. you're fluent. Yeah. I try to be nice to everybody. That's my MO, but I get it. I think we, we give a lot of people in this country shit for being racist when they do things that are kind of the same as other people in other countries would do to us if we went there. Sure. I think it's human nature, you know. Well, like no other country is – like that's the thing. Other countries don't allow illegals like we don't. Yeah. But the media and that want to vilify our country for doing it that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's funny. I watch 90 Day Fiance. I love that show. And they've had a couple of people that found a – it was a husband in Nigeria. And so they'll go to meet the family of the Nigerian person – and most all of them are like, we don't like white people. <laughs> like, this is the first white person they've ever dated. That's and okay. I do not approve. And I'm just like, yeah, you know. It's okay to not like white people, though. I mean, I like I like all people. No, it's no, it's okay to hate white people. That's right, the only type. I really don't like white people. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's the only type of just blatantly oh, out yeah, and yeah, out yeah. Uh, like comments that can be made. Yeah, I get it. I get, those do seem to, because like you know we're perceived to have all this power, so it's it's easier to let that slide, I guess. Yeah, it's silly. But the other thing they talk about in that documentary, so I talked about nine eleven. The other ones where they talk about the Fed and they yeah. talk about um our and and this part I don't remember as well, but our country was basically the way the founding fathers set it up. It was never designed to have like a a national bank mm -hmm. like we have now. And there's like this island they talk about down in the Carolinas where basically they went and had this meeting and like pushed it through. I love and secret like, meeting stuff. Dude, I'm, you have to look into it. I'll find out what I'm, I'm going to have to check it out. Then I'm going to be like kind of, I'm, I'm afraid I, I would turn into a tinfoil hat guy. I've never been receptive to like what I would consider conspiracy theories. But the older I get, the more receptive I am to certain conspiracy theories. Well, I think some of it is like the declassification by the CIA for a lot of things that they've done over the years. Yeah. Like you're familiar with MKUltra? Mm -mm. Okay, so MKUltra was Nicolas this... Ultra? <laughs> no, it was this uh, CIA um, project that was basically... It encompasses all these other little things they did. Like this one is called, I think... Operation Midnight Climax, and it's where they hired these prostitutes to dose Johns with LSD to see if there was any type of mind control associated with it, to oh, see what they could get out of them. But could you imagine if you were just, go, you know, a lonely guy back in the 50s and 60s, yeah. and you, you go to see this woman in the night, and all of a sudden you're it seeing... It was like the best sex ever. But you're seeing aliens, <laughs> and like... I mean, you didn't. If you didn't know, guess, you were maybe. on LSD. I mean, I've never done LSD. Yeah, but I can only imagine what the fuck that would be like. That's if it's a bad trip. What if it's a good trip though? But I mean, it's still not like you're relatable. And you're getting laid at the same time. It it might have like a, a very positive consequence. It might, but what I'm saying is, if if you through your whole life only knew what being sober or like drunk was, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're seeing like colors all around the room. And I would the, think I was the dying. walls are breathing. Yeah. 
And, like, you would think you're going to hell or something. Yeah. Or you're possessed. Or, like, I don't fucking know what you would have thought back in the 60s. I can't attest to that. But but knowing this information, if that ever happens, I'll be like, oh, okay, the government's probably just dosed me with some LSD. To do and they're experiment. watching through that yeah. mirror on the wall. Because that's what it was. There was a dude that would watch all these encounters, like, behind glass. Who got the – Who got the uh, some creep. Who got some the okay creep. for that funding? Like, all right, guys. Have you, I have an idea. You know, let me you go ask to that you meeting. This. Have you ever been on the CIA's website? <laughs> no. Okay. You can look at everything they have declassified. There's a search engine. You can go through everything. I one night went down the rabbit hole. I had, you know, a few, uh, few bourbons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was feeling good and I was bored. And something on a podcast was talked about or something made me think to go on there. So I went on there and I clicked like they have subtopics. So they have one for animals, right? They at one point were sharing uh, information back and forth with Russia, dis- discovering the dolphin brain. Okay. And like all the synapse that it has and all this. And I, I mean, it's thousands of pages of shit there yeah. that the Russians gave us. And then we gave them our research. Damn. And then because they were trying to figure out how to train dolphins to like show us where the mines are. Yeah. Like underwater mines. And then there was this other program, which I just thought was hilarious. Back when they didn't have drones or planes to, like, get good footage or helicopters would be too obvious, Mm -hmm. they had a program in place where they were training pigeons and putting high-fidelity cameras on them back in, like, the 50s. Why is that pigeon wearing a helmet? Nothing. Just The whole budget is there. Like, pigeon food, all these pigeons, the handlers, $10,000 for all these cameras. How much did it cost to clean up all the pigeon poop? I don't know. I bet that was in there, though. Dude, it's just crazy because it's all like – and then there's shit that's blacked out on the mm-hmm. – because it scans of the actual paperwork. Yeah. That's typewrited and like they wrote shit on. Like, dude, it's fucking that's crazy so fucking that you awesome. can just go see all this shit. And it's like I don't have enough time or will to like actually try to uncover something cool. Yeah. But, but what do you think about – did we ever talk about – it's my phone vibrating. Oh, I wonder I'm what sorry. that noise was. I'm like, who's playing a song? <laughs> no, so have you uh, – You clearly could see my face going – yeah, I did. <laughs> no, so have you – did you hear about what the um, CIA disclosed or the White House disclosed last year in like UFOs. July about having crafts not from this world? I know that they were about UFOs, but I didn't know that they were necessarily yeah, crafts they, they from Yeah, they said they have crafts that are not of this world. Okay. Like, I did not know that. And what, I feel like, like that would have been a way bigger deal if that's what it actually is. I feel like – I don't. Rogan said it like five different times, and he does not usually speak to stuff that he hasn't isn't sure about. Well, is that when he had Bob Lazar on? You know no, no, is? this is way after that. Okay, I no, I'd have to look into because there was this big declassification of a bunch of documents last year yeah. about like unidentified craft objects in the air. Like, are you familiar with the Tic Tac mm-hmm. that David Fravor yes. uh, engaged with in his F eighteen yes. off off of coast of California, like? All that stuff is so interesting to me. I know. I like it too. No, like nothing says that that's – I'm not saying I think that aliens are real or anything, but that could simply be something that maybe China has that we just yeah. don't even know what the fuck it is. I mean who knows? Uh, one of the cool things that I just recently heard, I was listening to a podcast as I was going to sleep last night. So this is going to be really paraphrased and probably butchered. But it had a guy on there who – believes that remember that interstellar object Amuamua? Amuamua, yeah i listened to this one that you're talking about i think is it on rogan no it was lex friedman was it that guy though that probably the same what's guy. his name 
He was a he was a professor with an accent. I think he yes. worked for Harvard. Yes. So he was he has saying tenure that, at Harvard. Yeah, he thinks that we're kind of glossing over the fact that it really could have been an alien object. Yeah. Because most things like comets, asteroids, whatever that fly around the sun, you know, they have a tail because yeah. whatever ice or you know materials that are on it when it gets heated up by the sun, it, it turns to off. steam. Yeah, and it has a tail. This had no tail. And not only that, but its reflectivity, because they think it was rotating, would go from like 1% to like 10 times that or something. Right. Or it would go to like... So I think it's it was metal and flat. Yeah. Like very, very thin. Very thin. Like almost like a plate of, of something yes. or like a light sail. Because it seemed like the sun was actually pushing it. Yeah, that's what he said. It, it had an acceleration when it went by the sun. I was thinking, man, this is crazy. It was going way faster than what it should have been going. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's... That that was interesting. Like that, that could simply be. It's just funny because there's a lot of people who have come out against what he says, mm-hmm. and the way that guy talks about it. Did he talk about like how he thinks he scientists should be like children? Did he talk about that at all? Because on Rogan, uh, he, he may was have, on Rogan too. I fell and, asleep pretty fast, so I heard that part and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And then I had a nice feeling when I thought about it, and I fell asleep. Well, like he he talked about. He's like, so I just he's like, I look at everything like we don't know anything about it. You know, look at the facts. And these people want to, there's people who have come out against what he has said and said, like, oh, it's just a meteor or whatever. He's like, but it's sure. not acted like one other meteor. Like, we've seen hundreds of meteors. We've seen hundreds of other right. comet, what it, you know, whatever they're called. But, yeah, that one is pretty interesting. Well, I think maybe part of the scientific method, though, is that you sort of have to assume without actually knowing that it is the most likely thing. And it's probably still more likely that it was like a meteor. Maybe that's why they have to. But I think it is fun to entertain the fact that maybe it could be something different, something. Well, for example, like when we when we flew the, uh, like when they flew the Saturn V rocket to the moon. Yeah. Okay. They left shit behind. Like they dropped thrusters. They dropped whatever. What's what's the likelihood that it's just another civilization a few hundred years ago? Or a few thousand sure. years ago, or whatever, or twenty thousand years ago, that's just a piece of their space junk, right? I mean, like, do you think every, and this is probably the case, but does every single satellite that decays fall back to Earth, or do a few of them fall out into the sun's orbit, or does some of them, you know? Good question. I, I have no idea. I would imagine they either stay in our orbit. I think it. You have to go pretty far to get out of our orbit. But then again, when you went all the way to the moon. And that's pretty far. Right. Like, what did we possibly leave behind that's just floating out there? And if it's floating out there, maybe it's going to end up into the sun eventually or it ends up on a, a weird orbit. Yeah. They're, they actually did say something about, I think when that guy you're referring to, mm-hmm. that scientist was on Rogan, he talked about one of the boosters they dropped in space when they went to the moon or they did one of their test missions to the moon where they basically just orbited the moon and came back. Yep. It's on like the same um, – it's on like this 10-year orbit with us or something. Like we see it every so often. Really? Set or something. There was something about it. He did it. say something about a booster that was dropped, and I think he equated it somehow because it was man-made and the way that it looks in the sky versus Oumuamua. Right. Like I think we see that booster like every four years or 10 years yeah. or something, and it was from one of our early – or even it was one of the early Russian um, – exploration things. I really love space in general. I wish 
we would dedicate more money. I mean, I guess we, in a way we are because it's become like a private industry thing now, but it always amazes me. It's like whenever there needs to be a program to get people back to work, I feel like you could always throw some money at something like that because I love the fact that we just landed another rover on Mars. I don't know what it's called. Perseverance? I have no idea. I can't remember. It just landed like the other day though. I was looking at pictures. I was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, they I sent just, like a sunset. They sent yeah. like a sunset photo. It was like on Twitter. I think Elon Musk tw- tweeted or something. Yeah, but and that that scientist, I, I want to say, he said something about you know we could build a, a an observatory that could look for stuff like this specifically, and I think that would be kind of cool too. Right. Yeah, that's what he was saying. The new one. Then they build a new. Um, they're building a new. What's a telescope mm-hmm. on uh, Hawaii or some shit. Okay. And it's going to be able to see, he thinks it'll see be able to see 10 times more oh, that would of be awesome. a muamua type object. Yeah. And the thing is, now that we've seen so it. So now they're all going to have Hawaiian names. His argument, did you hear him talking about his uh, argument for um, why a muamua isn't like an isolated thing? He goes, if you, th- if you think that somehow this is, that you have something special going on, then there's only one object like that that you're ever going to view mm-hmm. but the, the the probability would point to the fact that it's not an anomaly it's not like an isolated event right. like there's probably more objects that now that we can know what they kind of look like we can look for them yeah the thing that's interesting too is our like when we say looking for them we're not actually looking at visible light i don't think when we look at most things way out in the galaxy it's all like radio waves and shit like that that we're looking for i got gotcha. you it's it's not in the viewable spectrum that's why they keep talk about that being reflective yeah or not reflective, being reflective. Like, oh like because it's reflecting rays or it's reflecting whatever i don't think they're actually seeing i don't think they're actually taking pictures okay. of that object i think most of the stuff that we see of deep space is like an artist representation of what the information yeah. was. Dude, it took me such a long time to realize because I remember reading in science books in like maybe junior high school and it would have pictures of the Milky Way galaxy. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And not even putting it together that there's no way that we could take pictures of the Milky Way galaxy. Right. It's not possible. Because we're in it. Yeah. Like you'd have to, what, travel 100,000 light years or some they, shit they outside showed, of it and take yeah. a picture? They showed, like, an artist representation of the Milky Way galaxy, where they think we are within the Milky Way galaxy, right. and then how far every radio signal that we've ever produced, I think we've been producing radio signals for, like, 200 years, how far that's actually gone within the Milky Way galaxy. At, at the speed of light, it is not very far. It's, no. It's, like, tiny. It's, like, 5% of it right. or a few percent of it. And I think the fact that this Oumuamua, if this was a man, not a man-made, but a... a some biologically created. intelligent made object and it wasn't traveling at the speed of light and it came to us that would that would that would suggest that there's life forms close enough to us that could maybe they were you know shooting something towards us so that they could observe us so there's life forms close enough to us that they could get something like that to us at well, less than the speed of light well, which is amazing that would mean that life in the galaxy is probably much more common than we think well, what do you, when did they send it though? I mean, that's a good point. Did they send it a hundred thousand years yeah. ago? Yeah, sure. Are they already extinct? 
Sure. You yeah. know, did they send that? Like, maybe, like, okay. So here's an interesting thought. Like, we're probably, we probably have sent probes into space, and we probably will continue to send more at a faster rate at yeah. this point in our timeline of Earth, right? We also have nuclear weapons and all this shit. So what is the likelihood that in within the next 20 years we send off a bunch of probes and then China and Russia and the U.S. get into a fight and wipe everybody out? Sure. I mean, what if what if we're seeing that of an extinct planet? I know. Or extinct, that, you know, whatever. That but, might be the most likely possibility, too. Have you are you familiar or have you heard Rogan talk about the Sumerian texts at all? No. It's like the oldest recorded um, things we've ever found on this planet. They think it's older than ten thousand years old. Like as far as like the it's like cave paintings, but they did it on like these clay tablets. Okay, they actually had our sun and all of our planets oh, no on shit. this drawing that long ago. Like, how did they have that? I don't know. I guess, and Rogan always talks about this really weird guy that claimed that he, like, deciphered these texts and that there's a planet that hides behind the sun opposite us mm-hmm. that also has life. And, like, there's there's a bunch of, like, crazy, Dude, craziness with it. that would be fucking sweet. Like, we'd never see them because yeah. they're op- just always opposite the sun of us. Except for every, like, 80,000 years, it, like, come, you know, who knows? Yeah, it comes into view. You would think, though, that if we landed on Mars, we'd almost have to, like, land on Mars and then have a telescope that looked back into space. Like, to try to see if that other yeah. planet's oh, there? Oh, man, that's kind of crazy. Wouldn't that be nuts if there was just one that was on the perfect opposite of the sun awesome. of us to where we'd never see him? That's so crazy to think about. But, yeah, that would be awesome. I, yeah. <laughs> awesome? I'm or getting not excited. awesome? Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, oh, look, we're in the same solar system. We could be buddies, maybe. I just think, what are the chances that we're the better version? Well, <laughs> do they have this podcast on that planet? I don't think so. <laughs> no, but if we put it on the internet, they can probably have it in, like, five years. I mean, they can probably... I wonder if... Okay, so the sun would block any, like, radio waves or anything from hitting them? I just think the sun's so big, it would drown it out. Yeah, probably. Right? So, like... I don't know, are radio waves affected by gravity or not? That's the other thing. I think thing. so, yeah. Because if they are, light how would we ever gravity? send radio waves out of our, our solar system? Well, I think we could send them the opposite direction of the sun, but maybe the sun would create like a vacuum. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you could, if the, the sun is the biggest thing in our, our solar system, you could point the opposite direction, and it's just going to do a big arc and come right back. Yeah. No, I don't think but so. I don't think, but it, but if radio waves are going the speed of light, does that negate the effects of gravity? Yeah, unless you're talking about a black hole where it can actually suck in everything, including things that are moving at the speed of light. Right. So, yeah, if you go the opposite way, radio waves should go out all the way. Interesting. But the sun, like, the gravity can actually bend. It can actually bend shit around it. So, I, you know, but I don't know if it would still Yeah, I know, like, know, gravity can bend light and things. Yeah. Which is traveling at the speed of light. Yeah, we were really well beyond (laughs) what we actually know. Our actual understanding. All right, let's just figure this out, you know, just off the cuff. (laughs) We're just going to figure out what all of mankind's been trying to figure out since mankind knew what, you know, what self was. I don't know. We got this, guys. Don't worry. We're we're going (laughs) to... He's he's almost done with his cup of coffee. We're going to reach the point of enlightenment here within a few minutes. I've really been watching the fucking animals outside. 
What do we got out there? A squirrel, bunch of geese? A squirrel, a goose. There was a really nice-looking bluebird, I think, in one of your pine trees. Oh. It was exciting stuff. Shout out Mr. Blue Jay. Or, yeah, it's, it's got to be a mister, right? The I got to get into some alien stuff. I, I, want, I think I want aliens to be real more than I want them not to be real. I think I most agree. people probably be that way. I think a lot of people think that they would be um, hostile, but... What do you think about... Uh, Alex Jones and the interdimensional aliens. Have you heard? Have, did you hear his podcast <laughs> no. with? Uh, what you don't listen to his the podcast with him and Rogan? And I listen like to Eddie one with Bravo. him and Rogan, but I don't. Was it Eddie Bravo too? Yeah, yeah. He talks. So he talks about that. Like the highest levels of our government are have people taking these psychedelic drugs, these super high, highly potent psychedelic drugs, and they're going into these meetings with the aliens, and that's where we're getting all of our technology. Okay, I mean, it's just, it's just I, crazy I just thought to even think that. about. Look. Well, what if what if that's what? So, I always kind of thought this, and it would be really cool if it came to be true because you heard it here first. Probably not. Somebody <laughs> else has probably had this theory. You're probably <laughs> probably there's probably been a hundred people. You probably heard thousand. this before, and you're just like bringing it maybe up subconsciously. But but uh, you know, like that. Have you ever heard of the um, Skywalker Ranch? Yeah. You familiar with that and all that's the paranormal where, activity there? No, I'm not familiar with paranormal activity, but that's where George Lucas lives, right? Or no? Maybe it's not called the Skywalker Ranch. Maybe it's, it's, maybe it's called something else, Walker. Okay. Um, Walker, Texas Ranger Ranch. <laughs> no, but basically, like, the government has been studying this ranch because there's all these crazy things that have happened, like these cows just absolutely massacred and, like, these, like, people getting sick when they start digging into the ground there and... I just wonder if, like, there are other dimensions, and there's certain spots where the dimensions are so close that they kind of both get interesting messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the feeling of deja vu, like, all these different things. I just wonder, like, in these spots that are paranormal, I just wonder if, like, the dimension, maybe where people go when they die or, like, where you are before you're born. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, sure. I'm making, I'm making a lot of Liberty statements, but I'm just saying like, what if they're so close right there that that's why you have a weirdness. You can cross over or they, or they can't. Yeah. You know, that's why you're getting these, you know, haunted thing, you know, whatever. That'd be interesting. What if, what if, I guess what I'm saying is what if it's said in one of the, uh, <laughs> it's said in one of the Thor movies, but what if magic or what if what if religion and science and magic are all actually the same thing? They're just like magic. <laughs> uh, magic and religion are just yes. shit that we don't understand yet. I guess I haven't seen any. Like if you took an iPhone two hundred years ago back sure. to somebody, and they knew they had family that lived on the other side of the country, and you pulled up FaceTime, and I pulled up FaceTime, sure. and they got to see their family, they'd think you're a witch. Yeah, they'd be like, what the fuck? But I've never seen actual magic. That's the problem. I'm just saying, like, you, I don't know. I'm, I'm using the word, maybe the magic is the wrong word, but I'm just saying things that can't be explained. Okay, okay. Things that are, like, so crazy. Like, I don't know, just the seasons changing is pretty fucking magical. I mean, we know why it does it, right? Yeah. But it's pretty crazy that... We see the sun every day, but just because of the axis we're on, it's cold as fuck up here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess I don't. Like, back yeah. then, everything was equated to magic. Like, they hung 
like the Salem witch trials. Have you heard that they think that 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 whole thing was brought on by a certain type of mold that has psychedelic properties that probably got on the yeast? Oh no shit! That got that got on their uh, wheat. So all the bread these people were eating, they were tripping. Is that where they the term seeing... crazy bread came from? <sighs> oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I think this is a newer like finding. Yeah. It's called argot, though. It's a bacteria that can grow on no shit. on wheat. And the years of the Salem witch trial is like a really wet spring. So there's a good chance that there was like this mold that got on their wheat. So they're making all this bread and flour and stuff, and they're tripping balls. And they think that these people are... You know, witches. They couldn't have a good trip. They had to go straight to, yeah, we're going to burn these people. Man. They didn't know what a trip was. That's so true. it had to be bad, right? If they, yeah. if you're watching, uh, if you're like on your porch and you see a lady walking down the street and now all of a sudden she looks a little more ominous, maybe because she just fucked the neighbor, right? So you can tell she's lying about something. Mm-hmm. So to you, she's perceived as like a dark figure on psychedelics. I'm your neighbor. Did she have sex with me? Uh, probably. Yes. I mean, this was, you know, 16. Just kidding. Whatever. I don't want to have sex. Know. Yeah. Okay. Have sex with a witch, Justin. <laughs> don't be a pussy. I already no, have. But, I already so, did it. <laughs> no, but so then you see, like, you know, one of your friends walking in front of them, and they look like they're kind of melting or something. They got all these bright things coming yeah. from them or whatever, and you think, and all of a sudden you see this dark figure behind them. You're like, what the fuck is that chick doing to that person? Or what, you know, I don't know what you would think on psychedelics. We gotta get this bitch. (laughs) Something. (laughs) Or what if they just didn't like people? And everyone's seeing all these things. So now you just, you, like, I find out that, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a woman that, like, my husband is checking out you and I don't like you, Mm -hmm. well, then everyone's talking about this crazy shit. Yeah, I saw, like, my, uh, pot, like, melt and fall off the stove or something. You know, I saw this crazy shit happen. And you're, I'm like, well, I think Becky did it. Yeah, I, Becky, she's a crazy ass bitch. This is what I saw. And I don't and back like Becky because she's a gossip. So we're, I'm going after her anyways. I'm, yeah, I didn't see her do any of that shit, but I'm just gonna go with what you're saying. Well, and like, what did they have back then for actual trials? What type of evidence did they actually present? I don't know. Probably the best salesman of the group was like, look, I'm gonna give you five reasons why we need to get rid of Becky. <laughs> he, that, that's the person that probably ran shit a probably. few hundred years ago. Well, just that's whoever that was shit that's, a politician to me is just a fucking salesman. Yeah. A so. salesman that was a salesman to a bunch of motherfuckers with a bunch of money first. Yep. I'll tell you a great movie you got to watch that we just watched. It was called Irresistible. Okay. It's got um, Steve Carell in it, and I can't think of the girl's name. That's the other big character in it. Awesome. Talks about basically all the bullshit that goes with politics and the lobbying. It's very it's like it's like a comedy, but it's very factually driven also to like at the end of it, like once the credits start playing, keep watching it because they talk about like they get a a specialist on there who they he explains like how raising money for po- politics works. Is and then really recent did that just come out a couple. I think it was 2020 maybe. OK, that's probably why I didn't know about it. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, and then the guy who's like interviewing him goes, so you're saying that you could raise all this money and then change like that into another type of fund or another uh, – use it for another reason and you never have to talk to the investors about it, the original people that donated. And he's like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's like, all right, thanks. <laughs> like, dude, it's it's so good. I'm, I'm very much paraphrasing, but you will – for one, it's a great movie. What's it on? Is it on Prime? 
you know, I want to say it was on maybe on HBO. Oh, now I got to get that service. Son of a bitch. No, but then you can watch the new Wonder Woman. Have you seen that yet? No, I heard it wasn't that oh, good. Oh, it might though. not be on there anymore. It might have. Try to look it up here real quick. Irresistible. I want to see. Yeah, it's on It's on HBO Max. Okay. but Maybe I can do a free trial. Yeah. Just keep making free trial accounts. Yeah, why not? I got that new internet that uh, doesn't work very well, but saves <laughs> what, me $50 a month. What so internet? I, it's uh, T-Mobile. Oh, geez. For I had home? their phone service, and it was junk. But I thought, well, you know, they got 5G now. Let's see how this works. Dude, you know what? Do you have Verizon still for your phone, or do you have T-Mobile? Verizon, I still have that for my phone. Yeah, I got a notification saying 5G was in my area. Mm-hmm. It's not. I looked up the map. It's like Detroit. I don't know if they consider this Detroit area or what. But there's like two spots in Detroit that have 5G, it looks like. For some reason, they always get it before we do. I guess they are a bigger market. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the big three are up there and whatever else. But now, do you think that uh, you think they're going to try to control our brains with five uh, G, like Alex no, Jones? Says? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not of that persuasion. Well, what do you think about all the things Alex Jones said that have come to be true? Like he was talking about Epstein like a decade and a half ago. Sure. He was talking about – are you familiar with him breaking into that uh, – uh, what's that one? That grab-ass party that all the fucking rich people went to? Yes, yeah, I back in the 90s. I can't remember what that is called. It's like some type of oak shade something, or it's oak something grove. Not I know oak shade groves <laughs> where we have the German-American <laughs> right. festival here, but it's something oh like that. I know it was right in our backyard it's like a, that. No, it's a something grove, but uh, – Basically, yeah, they were worshiping, like, some owl god and burning effigies and shit. Fucking each other in the ass. That's the part that I remember. <laughs> that sticks out in my mind. I don't remember that part. I wasn't there. Well, he said that they would do that so that they would have control over people. So they would take somebody that was, like, up and coming in politics, and they would fuck him in the ass. And then that way they would always have something on him. Right. In case he Well, that's what I heard what Epstein they was do. used for. Epstein was just compromising people. Oh, I see. Like, he would just get you to hook up with these chicks, whether you knew if they were overage or underage or whatever, on his island where it's just a big party. It's like, now they got lever. Hey, so next thing you know, you get, like, a somebody comes to your door and gives you this big, thick manila envelope and is like, hey, uh, I want to talk to you about something. Yeah. And you're like, what? It's like, oh, we'll look through this first. Like, and you all of a sudden you see, like, it's got, like, her birth certificate, her driver's license, all this shit in it. It says, like, oh, and then it's pictures of you guys together right. fucking. And then it's like, oh, well, we need you to do this now. We need you to pass this tax tax bill. It's or we need you to of... say that global warming is, like, a big thing. Sure. What, and I'm not saying it's not, but right. for, the, for the record. I'm just saying, like, you could use it for anything. Like sure. There was a bunch of MIT scientists that got taken to the island. Oh, really? Yeah. There's, there's, dude, everyone's been to that fucking island. We're going to need you to slow down on this research, pushing this technology forward. So we can make fun of, or make uh, make money off of our existing technology that we have. Yeah, Joe just, I listened to the most recent Joe Rogan with uh, Lex Friedman on it, and Lex Friedman went to MIT. You know, yeah. he's a scientist, and he kind of, you could tell he got like his feelings hurt a little bit when Rogan was talking. He <laughs> he's was like, don't about, tell people I got fucked in the ass. No, no, he was not a part of it, but he's like, I think scientists would be, you know, I like to think that they're better than that. And he's like, what do you mean? If you just think you're going to a party, like he's not saying that they're ill-motivated there. He's just saying probably like, the 
poor people. It was probably the first time they were ever invited to a party. Well, and he said he, Joe Rogan was basically saying like, "What scientists don't like girls? <laughs> they, <laughs> like they don't they don't want to get laid?" Yeah, I want to say Isaac Newton. I don't know if this is true or not, but one of those somebody that was a scientist like way back in the day. One of their quotes before they died was that I wanted to die a virgin and I did. No or shit. Something like that. Yeah. Like, they never had sex. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing out. We'd all be a lot more productive if we went that route too. But yeah, you don't think things our are eyes a lot wouldn't of fun. just pop out of our head? Yeah. Dude, I'd before have... I ever had sex, I was thinking about having sex. I know. I was thinking about titties in my face, you know, all right. that fun stuff. Yeah, pretty much every day. That's hard to get away from, especially yeah. at that age. Yeah. So how's the porn going? Oh, I'm back on the wagon. You know how it yeah. goes. Anything good? You know what's funny is, <laughs> I mean, it's just regular stuff, but it's just funny when you when you talk to certain people and you just you get a sense for, like, the weird stuff that everybody not that they're into, but the stuff that they're like, eh, I'm just kind of curious, you know, <laughs> because there are certain things. It's just like, well, I'm, I'm curious what this is all about. You know what I've been curious about for a while that? that you're going to have to go home and look up after this? Amazon fucking. What's that? Tall women? It's no, it's ba- <laughs> it's basic. And maybe you need a tall woman to do this. I don't know. But when you watch, like, if you look it up on Pornhub, and then probably, like, the first one is, like, a compilation or something, yeah. and you just, like, do the long press so you can see the preview, it, like, <laughs> it fucks with your head when you see it. But basically, the guy's legs are up. So you know how, like, missionary, yeah, the girl's legs are up, the guy's legs are down. Okay. There's penetration. Yeah. Well, basically, the girl... Oh, hit the mic there. <laughs> the girl... It's almost like missionary where the guy the guy is on his back. His legs are up, but the girl is either like standing or kneeling and then she's like doing the fucking. Okay. I mean that it's something I When guess. you see it, you're gonna No, I think it's I gonna, see no, that. it's gonna fuck no, it's gonna passing. fuck your brain up because it looks like she's it's fucking not, him. It looks like she has the dick, kind of. Do people get off on that because of that fact? I don't no, I it's like kind of straight but kind of gay because maybe they're like in between or something. Dude, I had this joke I came up with last night. I'm going to share it on here because I think it's funny okay. as fuck. <laughs> okay. It's like, uh, all right, so I'm going to try not to laugh. Is that going to fuck with you? No. All right, I'm giving you my stone face. Go for it. All right, so everyone's done that thing where they put their finger in their girl's mouth, mm-hmm. and she kind of does like the fake blowjob thing on your finger. Okay. Right. I mean, that's yeah, not sure. like a, a novel thing that I'm like aware of. No, I I think it's a, it's I've a thing a people have done. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So now imagine the girl like puts her finger in the guy's mouth and the guy's like, oh, hell no, I ain't doing that. And the girl's like sucking on my finger. Like I really like my fingers to be sucked on. Okay. And you're like, yeah, but as long as you know, I ain't pretending it's a dick. <laughs> Like <laughs> I don't know. I had more to it, okay. but I kind of forgot it. But we'll polish it up. Whatever. No, but basically the guy's like, like there's like that unsaid thing that's happened probably between you and a female. I know it's happened with me and a female mm-hmm. where like I put my finger in their mouth or like kind of you know yeah, or sure. they take it and put yeah, it in their in the mouth and the do that. Like yeah, I'm gonna 
try this. I'm going to fake blowjob your finger. <laughs> and it's like, if they do it back to you, like, but it's never said that they're like pretending it's a dick, but everybody in the room knows yeah. that they're emulating a blowjob on your finger. Sure. But the second the girl goes to put it in the guy's mouth, he's like, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> and then she's like, I just like my fingers being sucked on. And you're like, all right, well, sucking on a girl's fingers ain't gay. Pretending a dick it is. What if it's just a tip? <laughs> Like just the part with the nail on it. That's it. I mean, it's not. It's not bad at all. You can do. You can deep throat her fucking hand if you want. But what I'm saying is, it just you need to as a guy, the little homophobic portion of yourself has to be like, just so you know, I've never done this before, and I'm not pretending this is anything other than your finger. But really, maybe they have, and they pretend to be all bad at it and stuff. And like, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't do this type of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Well, she's got really long fingers like E.T. and it like goes know. all the way down. You're like, <sighs> and you gag, I guess. I don't fucking know. I'd probably throw up. Well, because, I mean, is it? do you only enjoy that because you're thinking it's your, I guess somehow your finger nerves connected to your dick through your mind? Like when she's giving you that, when she's sucking on your finger, mm-hmm. are you like visualizing that it's on your dick? Or does it just feel good when somebody sucks on your finger? I think it just feels good. Right. So what's wrong with you sucking on a girl's finger? Doesn't make you get. That doesn't make you get. She wash her hands at least. Does it matter? I don't know. I'm just kidding. She was just fingering herself. Is that good enough? If a if a girl stuck her finger in my face, it's been a long time. I'd probably suck on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. All right, give me that thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God damn it! You got some long fingers. God damn. You've been working out. This finger is thick. Motherfucker's like 14 inches long. <laughs> And purple. (laughs) But shit. All right, we got to wrap this up. My legs is killing me. All right. Well, that was a pretty fun one. We we said we were going to talk about, like, what, stocks and vacation. We talked about science that we know nothing about the whole time and stuff. And how aliens are affecting the stock market, I think. Yeah. I just, I mean, I'm ready for them to show up. I I think a lot of other people are, too. I got the welcome, the welcome, uh. If you could, if you could be the first person to talk to life from another planet, what the fuck would you say? I don't know. I haven't put any thought into that. Well, you're going to put thought into it and then you're going to let us know next episode. All right. Sounds good. All right. Peace, everybody. Later.